0: like the pain that plagues my every waking hour of my life mostly due to bad sleeping positions and poor posture. We're back. Yes, tremendous. We're lower back? Uh, mostly mid. Actually. Really? Yeah. Interesting. Okay. I don't know why. It's like right in between the shoulder blades, like just like a little bit below.
1: That's a good one.
0: Yeah, um we're back with um, another episode
1: of what are we even doing where we were re- 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 rebuilding the format <laughs> refurbish the format back to the there format back to the fuck board format mania yeah for mania oh well, okay that makes it sound like it's for Wrestlemania but it's not yeah okay yes no not, not in the glorious name of Wrestlemania no in the glorious
0: name of SummerSlam 2013.
1: Um, that is correct. The Whoa. topic for today's show, SummerSlam from 2013. Should we introduce ourselves? We should. I feel Otherwise, like we should Pete, have this first time, first time listeners are like, what the fuck
0: is happening right now? <laughs> Uh, I feel like first-time listeners, if you're listening to episode, what what, what is this going to be? Dude, you uh, never know.
1: Th- 23? It, okay, Why? like It drives me insane when I would, uh, anytime I listen to movie commentaries, especially like older ones, they would say, yeah, if you're watching the movie for the first time, turn the commentary off. And I'm like, obviously. Yeah. But I hate that, like, that has to be said because that implies that that's happened. Oh, it most assuredly has. Can you imagine watching a movie for the first time (laughs) and you're like, oh, commentary, that's cool. Even, you get 12 seconds into it, just be like, what, no, the audio's wrong. Like. Yeah. What sadist. Um. I don't, I don't usually watch movies with commentary
0: even after I've seen them already. Oh, I love a good commentary. Sometimes I I I gotta see the
1: movie first. Yeah, well, Some, You know, not deranged, but, um. (laughs) I like commentaries. They're good to fall asleep to. Yeah. It's fun to like. That's
0: fair. And the backstage er, Backstage stories. That oh, yeah. Backstage. What am I talking about? <laughs> um,
1: yeah. Anyway, so. It's me, Jack Nicholson. I'm on the set of the movie The Departed. Um. <laughs> Anyways, I am Christian Rosa, aka Tom. I am
0: uh, Damien Dustchain, otherwise, uh, uh, aka Braden. Why are you always more smooth? You F-ass seem than me? so confused by your own name. Well, it's hard, man. I haven't been going by Damien Dustchain more than seven months. Anyways, and you've
1: been what is it, fifteen years? Oh God, yeah, I think about yeah, two thousand six to now. Is that 15 you You're yeah. you're fully two faced now. <laughs>
0: You you ha- you can switch at a whim. Right, I have yes. to think about it still. Um
1: even though both sides of the face look exactly the same. Okay, appreciate that. Uh it's a podcast where we talk about wrestling shows. Today's main topic will be SummerSlam 2013, but first we got to get to the undercard instead of the main event. And before we get to the undercard, we got to start this shit dig right by ringing the bell. So you're drinking another uh, uh, Mexican silo. I am drinking another Mexican silo. For some reason, these chaladas, it's weird. I, I very seldom drink these this late in the day. This is yeah. normally an early day. How early? An early day. <laughs> like, say I've gotten up, I've worked out, I've done my, you know, stuff's ready. And it's like, all right, let's get this day going. <laughs> Crack open one of these bad boys by like 10.30, 11 a.m. Yeah. Yeah. We're having, we're having a Friday. Wow. Yeah. Well, okay, so basically a chalada is beer with Clamato. So Clamato is a prime ingredient in most uh, Bloody Marys. Mm. Most of the time if you have a Bloody Mary, you have that early in the day. Fair enough. So.
0: I'm drinking a Tall Boy Mountain Dew because I went to the gas station. Drink
1: Mountain Dew and you'll discover what's inside quenches like no other. <laughs> blend of citrus just for you so smooth goes down easy to do you? what was that <laughs> old mountain dew jingle oh my god mm. that's incredible that's incredible uh do you, you you don't remember because you wouldn't have been alive yet in the uh mid to late 90s when mountain dew's whole thing was we're extreme and they had the been there done that got the t-shirt line in their commercials no I don't, yeah. I've never seen this. It would be like a guy, oh, let's say he's like rock climbing and then jumps off into a uh, like a skydive scenario, right? hmm Cut to three classic 90s guys drinking Mountain Dew, just been there, done that, got the t-shirt. What are we doing today? Drinking Mountain Dew, as if like Mountain Dew is more extreme than cheating death. <laughs>
0: Did they ever do a Hardy Boys not they should have. Commercial?
1: They really, they uh, genuinely the fuck should have. And Nope, didn't. Look
0: at you. Damn it. See? Marketing. Mm-hmm. I learned that from Connor.
1: Mm-hmm. Our unpaid intern. Uh, so the undercard. I will just burn through this real quick. I've got like one or two things I want to uh, note. So I just watched AEW uh, before we started today's recording session. And, uh... One of the things I want to talk about is tonight's episode had a women's championship match between Sheeta and Ty Conti. I'm a huge fan of Ty Conti for a lot of reasons. But (laughs) I'm just going to say this. It is shocking to me because she got fired a year ago from Mm. the WWE. And then tonight she's in a featured championship match on television for AEW and killed it. The match was very good. How okay, maybe this is topical then for the undercard because they just had another rash of firings. So Ty Conti was one of the people who got released a year ago. Correct. And it's the thing where I'm like, why? She was on TV. She was on NXT for you guys. I'm like, she has an unbelievable look. Like, she's a gorgeous, gorgeous woman. She's athletic. She has a shoot background in, like, Brazilian jiu-jitsu and all this other stuff. Yeah. Like a medalist in it. Is Athletic has taken to pro wrestling like a fish to water, and they fired her. And I'm just sitting here like, why? I don't... I I don't... Aaliyah still has a fucking job there. (laughs) If you took the highlights of every match she's ever had and edited them together, it would not be a good match. Like, (laughs) it's crazy to me. Yeah. And then they just fired fucking Samoa Joe. Yeah.
0: That's the one where I was like, the fuck are you doing? Even if he never got in a ring again,
1: he was good at commentary. Yeah. And also, put him back in the fucking ring.
0: They fired Mojo Rowley. Well, that one I can see. (laughs) Both the
1: Iconics. That one. That's one where I'm like, I'm, I'm... I don't know what makes me more upset, that they fired them or that they split up the team. Yeah, in the first place. That was Billy Kay was just on mania. And you're sitting here like, oh, we don't have we don't like they found something for her on TV every fucking week, and then they put her on the biggest show of the fucking year, and then it's like, oh yeah, yeah. I'm like, a huge fan of Billy Kay. I am too. Like, she She's was like hilarious. Yeah. In a good way, hilarious. Yeah. With, like, the arms and stuff. The Iconics were fucking great. Yeah. Why the Christ did they do this? Australia, man. It's just... Ugh, goddamn. Like... Especially because I bet I could list five people that probably could get fired and nobody would fucking know or care. I don't even know if the people getting fired would know they've been fired. Like... Yeah. They fired... Both of the fucking Forgotten Sons, except for the one that was an asshole and said shit when he shouldn't have said it. Why? I don't understand. Here's the thing. We can
0: just, uh, instead of asking why, we should just be like, oh, it's WWE. That's why. That gives you all the information you need. Sure, let's go with that. It's easier. Um,
1: anyways, uh, anything else for you? Man, that's it for me. I just want to put over Ty Conti. Also, Sheeta's fucking great, too. Like um, AEW's like... One of their bigger knocks in a long time was their women's division. It's gotten much better. Uh, Good. Britt Baker. Big fan. Big fan. Anyways. Big fan. Big fan. Um, I have a non-wrestling
0: undercard thing that I wanted to bring up. I had this lovely conversation with my manager Mm -hmm. yesterday 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 um I don't even remember how it came up but we got on the topic oh oh, he brought up the fact that uh, John Cena is going to be in the new Fast and Furious movie yeah and we got on this conversation about the Fast and Furious movies Mm -hmm. now I want your because you're a movie guy
1: yes what is your opinion on the Fast and Furious movies I'm going to tell you this right now I've seen the first one probably like eight times, mm. and I have this weird thing where about once a year... Oops, oh. oh, God, I bumped the thing. That's going to break some eardrums. Uh, I have this weird thing where about once a year I'll be like, man, I haven't watched that first Fast and the Furious in a long time. I'll watch it again. And then Meg's like, you just did this, like, months ago. You had the same conversation about <laughs> how you haven't watched it. What's wrong with you? Um, I enjoy the first one for what it is it's a great time capsule for that like early 2000s culture that yeah you're in. yeah but um I have not seen any of the other ones and they are at this level now that is so it's a thing and like all franchises do this especially when you get to this level but it's like that first movie is about street racers hijacking semi trucks with DVD players in them Mm-hmm. They're stealing DVD players. <laughs> Hobbs and Shaw is about a cyborg <laughs> man trying to take over the world. Yeah. And they're, like, it's just a thing where I'm like, I understand why this franchise is successful. Mm-hmm. I don't know... That, God, man, your back just... Did that pick up on the mic? It might have. back cracking? Holy shit. It might have. Um, it's just something where I'm like, it's so insane now that I'm just like... I, I'm i sure they're fun. You I know? just don't care to watch them.
0: That's why... Uh, okay, so here's... That's what I want to talk about because I knew you were going to have some sort of answer sort of like that. And those movies... Here's what I'm going to say. If you say that you hate Fast and the Furious movies, like that whole franchise, I'm like... I, I get it, but to me, the fact that they care so little about physics—right? Just it's the best. It's absolutely for the best. me
1: the okay. For me, the MonsterVerse is for me what the Fast and Furious franchise is to a lot of people. Where it's like, I know that this is profoundly stupid. Yes, I don't care. Yeah, I exactly. want to watch this four hundred foot tall iguana <laughs> spit. Atomic breath at shit. you know what I mean. Yeah, like, does it make sense? Nope, but goddamn, damn, I'm gonna watch it. One of my favorite moments in the whole franchise that that was it was that. So, you've was, seen all of them? Is that what I'm getting from this? Uh, no? I've
0: seen, I haven't seen the eighth one or Hobbs and Shaw. I'm missing those two. I started watching Hobbs and Shaw a couple of times. <laughs> And it was a thing. I think you
1: have to go from the first one and work your way up to the because they get more and more insane. Sure, that makes sense. Uh that one was a thing where it was like I I love watching The Rock and specifically in like cheesy bullshit movies. Yeah. I love um Jason Statham a mm-hmm. lot. I, I think Jason Statham is a megalodon. It's a megalodon. I'm a transporter. Um have you seen the transporter? No. Brother, that may be something we do today. Do I have that shit? Where's my fucking T section of DVDs over here? Transporter, Transporter, Watchmen, Unbreakable, Twelve Monkeys, Three Thousand Miles of Graceland. I don't see it. Um, Transporter's fucking great. Anyways, uh, uh, anyways, I start watching Hobbs and Shaw, and there's this like scene at a diner with Ryan Reynolds. And I was like, oh, I love Ryan Reynolds. And then I'm just kind of like, twenty minutes in, I was like, I don't. Care
0: for this right now, <laughs> dude? I love like there's this. Okay, they have this scene. I don't remember what movie it's in, but they have this scene where they're chasing a fucking tank. Mm-hmm. Okay, the tank is is somehow I, they set it up all crazy. They're, it's dragging a car with like a rope or like a chain rope. Okay, it the, they're on a bridge. The car goes like down in like underneath like the bridge like in the middle of the two lanes cuz there's like a little space in between mm-hmm. the fucking car like hits one of the supports and the tank goes forward like flies forward okay. and launches a girl letty that's her name and whatever launches her at the same time vin diesel is like basically standing on the door mm-hmm. with uh, of his car steering um, um, like, through the window. Okay. Turns the car, hits the guardrail, and jumps off just in time to catch her and then land back first onto a windshield of a
1: car. It's the most stupid, insane... Which one is it where they have a safe that's being dragged behind a car? Have you seen that one? Uh, Am I getting it right? Where it's, like, a safe at the end of a chain... And they're dragging the it, one. and then they're using it like a wrecking ball. I
0: think it's the eighth one, because okay. I don't re- recall seeing this movie, but I think I see. Saw like these, it in like These the action previews.
1: sequences are, are incredible. Like Nobody yeah. can, nobody can deny that. Uh, I also think, for me, it's the thing where... I think I saw the first one. I didn't see it in theaters, but I know I saw it when it came out on, on video. Mm-hmm. And I was kind of like, oh, okay, this is neat. The second one, from the previews, when it was coming out, it's like, I don't want to see that. And I think Vin Diesel's not in the second one. Mm, uh, I do I, yeah, I think don't it's, recall. I think it's oh, a, you know what? I think you're right. Paul Walker and, uh, uh, is it Tyrese? Ty- Tyrese, yeah. yeah. And I was kind of like, oh, well, he was Vin Diesel was like the coolest part of the first one. I'm not going <laughs> to watch this. And then he's not in the third one either because that's Tokyo Drift. Tokyo Drift is great. Is it? Yeah. Okay, I never saw that one either. Uh, so, uh, obviously, I haven't seen any of them. So, <laughs> it, yeah, I think that kind of informed my thing with this franchise, but I do, and this is not my joke, but I do love the idea that in the the now, not the John Cena one, but the next one, that it will be called Fast 10 Your Seatbelts.
0: Oh, no. Oh, no. Oh, no.
1: Also, supposedly somebody had referenced, what if they went to space, and one of the directors was like, yeah, maybe, and I'm like, guys, dude, <laughs> why not? I know. That's that should thing. be, that should be it. They're racing on the moon. Yeah,
0: exactly. Lunar
1: rovers, 10 miles an Why hour. Why not?
0: They already had a scene, I think it was in the 6th or 7th one, where they were fucking skydiving cars.
1: Yeah, also, there's a submarine in one of them, too, right? Yeah, yeah. Because then they're, like, racing on the ice. Uh, it's, dude, it's just... the Small shout-out, by the way, to my beloved We'll See You in Hell podcast, but the one of my favorite things is, and again, it's it's... So for me, sometimes the way that somebody says something is funnier than what they're actually saying. Mm-hmm. But on that uh, one episode of that, they're talking about Hobbs and Shaw, and uh, it's Pat Walsh and Joe DeRosa. And Pat goes, yeah, Idris Elba plays uh, Cyborg as the villain in this one. And Joe DeRosa's response, and he says this with, like, the a, a level of seriousness that's usually reserved for, like, cancer diagnosis. Yeah. He just goes... They've brought cyborgs into the mix, <laughs> and it absolutely fucking crushes me. But yeah, like I just I love it for I,
0: I. explained this to my manager in the same way that you explained like Godzilla versus Kong. Mm-hmm. It's it's a it's like two hours max where I can just shut off my brain. Yeah, and just enjoy. And sometimes that's it, what you need.
1: Yeah, like there's times where it's like okay, I want to watch a movie where. This is in. I I am focused. I am putting effort into what I'm yeah. seeing. I'm getting something mentally and emotionally out of this. And then those other times, where it's like I, I want to watch that monkey punch that lizard.
0: Yeah. Sometimes you want to watch uh, a car a, swing Ed, on a rope. Eddie Guerrero versus Brock Lesnar. Sure. In a thirty minute classic. Mm hmm. And sometimes you want to watch TLC, the Hardy Boys. The Dudleys and Edge and Christian. Oh, like, yeah, z- z- yeah. It's... It's a complete disaster. Sometimes, yeah. Uh,
1: so, anyways, should we get to the main event now? We should. Uh... Today's... I like the idea
0: that we just... We
1: should... Should we get to the main event? Yeah, we should.
0: And then no one says anything. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Alright, so we're going all the way back to the year of our Lord, 2013, for SummerSlam. So, I think I know the answer to this. Uh, But this was your pick? Correct. Uh, this goes with your theme of, you've seen a mash, not the whole show. So yes. have you never seen this show?
0: That is correct. I've not seen this show. I've only ever seen... Here's the thing. So, you explained to me an inside joke one night when we were uh, just watching wrestling for the fuck of it. I guess that's the new term. Mm-hmm. Um, it was on the fuck board. We were watching wrestling. Right. Um... And you explained to me this inside joke and you were like, Here, let me show you the promo that that inspired this. So you show me this
1: promo. What was the inside joke? It was the Gazpacho one. Oh, right. We, right we'll right, get right. to that. Okay, okay, okay.
0: You show me this promo and then you just let it play and you're like, Oh, this match is awesome. Let's actually keep watching this. So you show okay, me okay. that match, that's okay. how I saw the match for the first time. Now you're we're talking m-
1: about Punk and Lesnar. Correct. Okay, okay.
0: We've seen we've now I've
1: We've watched it together I think twice since then. Probably easily. And then I had to watch it again for this show. Yeah. Um, um, which we'll, I'm sure that's one that we're going to delve into big time. Yeah. This is Let's that pace but,
0: this. but that's the only match that we've that I've seen off of the
1: show. Okay. Also spoiler. We're going to get to a point in this <laughs> and we're going to start talking in this tone that's going to be infuriating for most of you after a few minutes and it's okay because and that's it's, go, it's going to last for a few minutes it,
0: it's, it's going to be our like the fingernail thing where people just check out yeah it's yeah, yeah. That you, you, you'll
1: you'll turn off uh okay so let's talk about the opening to SummerSlam 2013 a uh, bizarre opening with the miz being the host yeah real quick i hate hosts for wrestling shows I don't I never need this. Yeah. What do you what is your genuine job? <laughs> to to host. But what does what 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 does that mean? Hey guys, it's gonna be a good show? Of course it is. We didn't bring you here to see crap. Like
0: <laughs> Well sometimes sometimes they did. Here
1: comes a good match. That's what the commentators are for. That was a good match. That's what the commentators are for. Fuck hosts.
0: I think the, the the purposes of a host for this show is a joke,
1: which is not okay. It's not nearly it's, it's, the funniest thing on this show. It's not nearly as funny as my joke. All right, weird open. <laughs> There's this <laughs> bizarre thing. you. So Miz is just out there to be like, I'm the Miz and I'm hosting the show, which is also a thing where I want to be like, Why are you not on the show? Yes, you're. You were world champion. You were a part of the greatest triple threat to ever happen this year. That too. Plus, that was earlier this year. What the shit? You were intercontinental champion a few months ago. What are you doing? Uh, what are you, Erica, bad doing? All right. What? Like, huh? <laughs> so, anyway, so he's out here doing this thing, and Fandango interrupts it with Summer Rae, which I was like, I had forgotten Summer Rae existed yeah i think we all did i kind of liked this pairing though because i was like yeah. she's a good dancer at least mm-hmm. not nearly as good as the original fandango girl which hachi machi i didn't know there was a different one holy yeah <laughs> anyways um, also this was when miz was trying to get that whole really thing over but really it, that was like but, a really that was like a thing yeah this was a thing that was a pseudo-catchphrase, and here's the here's the worst part. Miz is supposed to be the baby face here,
0: mm-hmm.
1: and the really, really catchphrase doesn't work, first and foremost. But if it did, it would only work if you're the heel. Yeah. Because it's so annoying. <laughs>
0: Dude, so when he first said it, I was looking down probably taking a note about Fandango... Fandango, sorry. Sure. Interrupting The Miz. And I heard, really? And the way he said it, I was like, is that Dean Ambrose for a second? (laughs) And Um, I was like, wait a
1: minute, what? This video package, though, at the very beginning for the show, I loved. Very Grindhouse style. It has a Kiro Tozawa's theme. It does, yeah. Yeah. It's basically like, like, okay, we're going to borrow from Grindhouse Cinema, but also Tarantino, which is heavily influenced on him. Anyways... Uh, dug it. Um, yes. Mm. Mm-hmm. 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 Why did you just... Ah, okay. One of my notes here. SummerSlam versus Mania. I have had this discussion before. I think numerically, like statistically speaking, mm-hmm. there's more good SummerSlams than there are good WrestleManias. But we remember WrestleManias more because, because we are told it's Mania. WrestleMania. WrestleMania.
0: I can't say one way or another. I haven't seen enough of them. If I it. had,
1: like, a full day, or or actually, like, a lot of days, <laughs> I would legit watch every single one and just make notes and be like, no, no, let's crunch the numbers here. Because yeah. there's a lot of really good SummerSlams that nobody ever fucking talks about. Fair enough. Anyways,
0: uh, JoJo. Imagine your credit as being... From the cast of Total Divas. Yeah. Imagine that being, like, what you're hyped as.
1: I believe she is now with Bray Wyatt after a very tumultuous split that resulted in them being together. Okay. Like, I, it, I think it was a very, this person's with someone, this person's with someone, but now these people are together um, type of thing. Okay. But I'm pretty sure JoJo is Bray Wyatt's baby mama. I see.
0: Anyways. Uh yeah. My next note just says Look at Lawler. <laughs> Look at his dumb face, his childish grin, his fucking affliction shirt. <laughs> God damn it.
1: Um This is Bray Wyatt's debut. Correct. My note here just says, Holy shit, Bray's debut. And what a crazy debut it is. This is a Ring of Fire match between the debuting Bray Wyatt and Kane. This is not an Inferno match. It's no. not that cool. No. The
0: fire is specifically to keep other people out, which I'm like, why not a fucking
1: cage? Or anything. <laughs> why so, not ban them from ringside? Or anything. <laughs> Just like, have a normal... A lumberjack, a lumberjack match keeps people out. A cage, a cell, ban them from ringside, a moat. For a debut, why does it fucking matter? Why does it need to be an insane? Okay, so my next note here just says, let's talk Bray Wyatt because I feel, and this is another note here. Once they got to the in ring and like what they're actually going to do with him, he he was behind the eight ball from day one. Like, if you want to have a guy debut in a match with Kane, sure. Kane's a fucking vet. Like, he's an established, top-tier fucking guy, world champion, Undertaker's brother, all of this shit. Yeah. Hey, let's let him look good against someone that is already established as a monster. Correct. This is not the way to do that. Have it be a normal fucking match. No fucking, like, I, I loved this Bray Wyatt character. Yes. These vignettes and everything were so good. It was like fresh and different. I was like, holy shit, this is like a thing that's gonna, you know what I mean? Like from day one, I was like, this is gonna be the next generation's Undertaker where it's this dark, sinister character, you know, whatever. But it was still at this point somewhat grounded. I viewed this character as a a cult leader. Yeah. That's what I thought that it was. So I'm like, this is great. And then it's like, Okay, his is going to be with Kane, which I'm like, eh, okay. Like, with all due respect to Glenn, he doesn't move as well as some people. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. traditionally, you would want somebody that's going to, like, really bump and sell the guy. Yeah. yeah, Dolph! Dolph would have been great in this spot. Or, uh, Kofi. Yeah. You, you know, somebody like that. Um, but at the same time, like I said, you give him a monster, and he beats the monster. It's like, oh, shit, you just beat, you know, an established Hall of Fame guy.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Well, then it's a the Ring of Fire thing. So I'm like, okay. Uh, not quite clear on why, but whatever. And then it's like, oh, you don't win by putting, setting somebody on fire? I'm like, huh? What then? Why? I uh, And I, I don't think that this match is, I think this match is as good as it could be. Mm-hmm. But it's not great. Like, how do you have, what do you do here? You know, uh, it, like, my, also, ma- like uh, my notes are just as like, who runs the fire? What are the rules? Uh,
0: I, I don't know. How do you have no DQ But you can't like do anything? <laughs> you I, li- li- literally can't do anything. Like you run the ropes and the dude's like, well, shit fire. Like, right.
1: And then, okay. So a big thing here for me is the WWE betrays their own stipulations constantly. Because the whole thing is like, oh, well, this way, Harper and Rowan can't get in the ring. And then they end up getting in the <laughs> ring. Exactly. So what's the fucking point? They do this with cage matches all the time. Yeah. Oh, nobody can get in, nobody can get out. Somebody gets in and somebody gets out. Your phone just went off and that betrays another stipulation. Um,
0: <laughs> it does. What's the inside. stipulation? I don't know. It, know. Just not a great debut. You know what I fucking hated the most about this? Hmm. Uh, Ultimately, Bray Wyatt looks like a fucking chump. Yes. He's taking chokeslam after chokeslam. Yes. And And he needs Harper and Rowan to get in in order to win. Why not make him look
1: fucking strong? I don't know. Like, it's crazy to me that you have somebody that is so good on the mic creatively... Bray is good in ring, by the way. Yeah. There's a lot of people that would say otherwise, and I'm like, no, no, he is. You just don't like the style that he works in ring. Mm-hmm. He's very, he, like, he's, if you ever, like, are a real nerd like me and you want to, like, look up, like, workout stats and shit for wrestlers, he's strong as fuck. But, like, he works the style that he works because that's what matches that character. Yeah. Why would he do somersaults or whatever the fuck? That doesn't make sense. So, like... He's good in ring. He's incredible on the mic. He's very creative. And then they book him like this, and it's just like constantly. All like I, I've we've had this discussion a thousand times about who is the worst booked, best wrestler. And then rewatching this, I was like, this was his debut. So for me, I gotta go Bray because that means it's like you've booked him horribly, literally since day one.
0: Yeah. Just oof. And we all thought they were going to get it right at SummerSlam 2019 when The Fiend had that incredible debut
1: against Baller? Baller. Yeah. That I Okay, that was a squash. I thought that was right. Like, in its own... Vo- like, that was right. And then after that... Like... Almost immediately. Yes! Well, how,
0: well, how? Why? I don't... How,
1: not why. N- how? Few people have... Okay... I know that they want to do the whole, like, oh, wins and losses don't really matter thing. And, like, if you book it correctly, you can recover from a loss and everything else. Mm -hmm. Not Bray. They have fucked him. Repeat, like, that Hell in a Cell thing with Rollins, that ruined, in my mind, that ruined The Fiend, it ruined Rollins, and it ruined the Hell in a Cell. Yeah. That cell means
0: nothing to anybody. Which, to be fair, doesn't... It didn't really matter much anymore it because didn't.
1: they made it a pay-per-view. Correct. It was already whored out, but now it's like... Just like... What is the point? That's what I mean. They they betray their own stipulations constantly. Hell in a cell.
0: Yeah, exactly. No DQ, and they fucking stop the match.
1: Why? Yeah. Just pin the fucking guy. <laughs> um, and, or, if you can't come up with a finish for the match... You know, whatever. Don't do it. <laughs> exactly. Oh, well, we put The Fiend and Rollins in this title match, but we don't want to put the belt on The Fiend. Why? Well, why would you Did have you the... do that? You could have just said, hey, we don't want him to have the belt, and we don't want him to lose, so he's not going to have a match with the champion. It's that fucking simple. Yeah. And why would, why would The Fiend want the belt? Yeah, he's some sort of demon clown from
0: Hellspace. <laughs> he should just be... A guy, like
1: uh, he should have done the, but he did the dub. Not a guy. Correct. Evil bozo did the dub. Uh, HBK wearing some real casual garb for this pay per view. Yeah, this panel just.
0: Josh Matthews calls this a star studded panel. Well, it's got HBK on it. Vicky Guerrero is on this panel. Yeah. At least it's not Chavo. Thank God. Um, so, they said they set this up by saying, you're going to see a lot more of this panel throughout the night. We've seen them one time other than this
1: in, <laughs> in the rest of the show. One other time. Yeah, too many. Um, so there's this uh, promo from Heyman here about how now this match oh, yeah. is going to be uh, between Brock and Punk is going to be no DQ. One, Heyman called the Bible Revisionist history Mm. Which I was like That's real good And I can't believe That didn't get any Like Response from people Yeah Uh, Also Heyman uh, I am prepared to say this now Paul Heyman is the greatest Manager of all time Correct And there was a long time Where I would have been like Bobby Heenan Yeah Because he was so good For that era Yeah I truly think that Heyman Has eclipsed him at this point
0: it's just he's so good. Longevity has a th- is a
1: key, but yeah.
0: And he like, plays like different managers depending on who he's managing.
1: Yeah, like Roman. Because him is and like, Roman is completely is, different,
0: and him and Punk
1: was kind of different. than... it's not the same as him and Brock. He's so loud and obnoxious. Yes, because him and Punk, Brock, it was more just like him having banter, and he's so quiet with Roman. Yeah, yeah. You're very. That's very correct.
0: He has like the versatility there. Yes. Which is great um anyway this next uh next match is uh Damien' Deschan- I mean um mm-hmm. Damien Sandow Damien is sad now <laughs> yes, versus, yes, yes.
1: versus Cody Rhodes um my notes here just says oh wow Sandow because I'd forgotten that this was a thing yeah I forgot Sandow existed I had forgotten that he had the money in the bank thing yeah I love this gimmick yeah like I Don't know that, like, when I say, like, a a missed opportunity, do I mean that, like, he should have been world champ? Maybe, maybe not. Like, it could have worked, probably. Yeah. But, like, man, this gimmick was great. Yeah. And he was good. Mm Mm-hmm. So, I don't know. Also, man, oh, man, Cody Rhodes. What do you mean? (laughs) Like, just, he was good. Yeah. And it's crazy to think that this is not even ten years ago, and look where we are now.
0: Yeah, dude. Okay, so they promote their YouTube channel, mm. saying you have to go to U- our YouTube channel to see why Cody Rhodes doesn't have a mustache anymore. So he shaved. Is it, is it not just because he wanted to fucking shave it? Like what? Well, do you, like he? The mustache why? was a
1: bit for him for a little bit.
0: I understand that, <laughs> but I I also it's pretty fucking obvious why he doesn't have it anymore. He cut it off.
1: Exactly. Uh, what do you think of Cody's entrance music? Whoa! You're only smoking mirrors. Whoa!
0: You're only smoking mirrors tonight.
1: I loved that uh, song. I loved his entrance jacket here. Yeah. Um, The pace of this match. Yeah.
0: I-, I liked it. Yeah, I did too. I The only thing I didn't like is the cutoff. Was uh, that leg sweep on the apron. I was like, well, that's just Damien Sandow being better than Cody Rhodes. It's not cheap. Oh,
1: well, sure. Uh, Cody breaking out a muscle buster in this match. Though. Yeah. What in the shit? I don't know, man. I, I was like, what? Wait, what huh? in the shit? I th- vaguely remembered him doing it for a little bit. I just did I was like, what? At one point, Lawler says,
0: <laughs> this is my favorite part in the show now, is just it, just explaining Lawler's sure. idiocy. He says, maybe the key to victory is having a big beard, because Damian Sandow was like on top, he was in control. Yeah. What
1: the fuck does I, I, that even mean? I don't know. But anyway, so the match goes on. I thought this was a good match. Yeah. Uh it's very solid. Sprint. It's, the the money in the bank thing. It's okay, so what are your thoughts on this? Like, because for mm. years they kept it at a hundred percent success. Whoever cashed in was World Champ. Mm. The first person to actually fuck it up was Cena, which mm. nobody remembers. And then I think after that it was Sandow. Because he tried to cash in on Cena and lost. Do you think that that should have ever been a thing? That it should have ever failed?
0: I I honestly think it's better that way. Okay. Because if you have that, like, well, maybe... Maybe this will be one of those times Mm -hmm. where they don't get a job done. It makes it a little bit more interesting for the cash-in. Okay. Obviously, most of them are, and I think should be, successes, depending on the story you want to tell, right? But I I like having some of them not be, because...
1: No, I hear you. Yeah, that makes sense. Plus, on a long enough timeline, you know what I mean? Like, somebody's got to fuck it up eventually. Um. So...
0: So, okay, so, are we done with this match? Yeah.
1: Because Cody Rhodes wins with the
0: Crossroads, which... Dope. (sighs) Lawler says... There goes my theory about having a big beard to win. Cody Rhodes picks up the victory with no beard. Very astute observation, Gerald. Why did he have to go back to that fucking theory that made no
1: sense I in the first place? You pay more attention to the noise on these, I think, than I do, because I'm like, I don't have a fucking clue what Well, every single about. time I hear, ah! I, I, my ears ah! perk up because he's a fucking idiot. Ah! Uh Okay, so this next match, um... I, my first note here, so it's Christian versus Alberto Del Rio for the World Heavyweight title. My first note here says, I don't remember this match. However, I remember uh, our dear friend Matt Cage loved this match. Mm. Like, he would talk about it a lot. He loved so much of it. But we're huge Christian fans. So I was Correct. just kind of like, okay, well, sure. Uh, fuck Del Rio. Correct. Comical shiner.
0: On his, on his Which, uh, are you
1: aware of what that's from? No. Because they try to put it off as like, oh, it's from Christian, blah, blah, So this piece of shit went out <laughs> drinking with, of all people, Drew McIntyre. And they got into a shoot fight over the weekend, like in, oh, in between SmackDown great. and this pay-per-view. At a bar. And some dude beat the shit out of Del Rio. That's right. Your MMA badass world heavyweight pro wrestling champion, Alberto Del Rio, got his ass beat by some rando in a fuck-all bar. <laughs> Eat <laughs> Every bit of hell you motherless bastard,
0: yeah, so God, uh I
1: wish him sick.
0: <laughs> it doesn't matter what disease I just want you not healthy, I just need you to be ill um <laughs> um
1: I have very, very few notes on this. It, it is good. My first match, or my first note says that I love Christian, but this sucks. Because at first, I didn't like it. And then, as it progressed, it got much better for me. Yeah. I ended up actually very much liking this match.
0: I liked it. Um, I liked it a lot. I also liked the fact that I just, okay, I wish Christian had won, <laughs> personally. Same. Um,
1: there's, there's a real shitty backstabber in this where it just looks like, yeah, it's a good counter because it's like Christian goes for his middle rope sunset flip thing, and Del Rio just jumps up and hits it. But he's like, kind of just falls. Yeah, and it doesn't look like a backstabber. Uh, his thing that he was doing here, where he would get C chant, like C, C, I instead don't... of yes. Oh no! Why? Brian is on the show. God damn it, guys! Like what a fucking bastard.
0: I like, however, the fact that uh he never hit the kill switch. Right. That is that is I will say that.
1: I like the match. I would love it, but fuck Del Rio. Yeah. He's got real good fucking kicks
0: though. He has real good slaps. You might be right there. <laughs> um Yeah. Um So then this this next segment with the Miz and Maria Menunos. Yep. Host hot host on host action. So, the miz sounds like he just does not want to be here. <laughs> Probably doesn't want to be. Exactly. Who interrupts him? Tom? Is it fandango? I think it
1: is. Is he still dancing?
0: Yeah. Where does this go? It don't oh, nowhere. <laughs> it don't. Okay. Oh my god. So
1: coming up next we've got Diva's action. Yeah. Yeah. Cuz here's my note. And I referenced this on, quote, last week's episode, but I want to get into it now. Natty has been there for a hundred years. <laughs> and what is Natty Nidar? What is Natalia? Give me what her character is. Because here, she just walks out smiling like a fucking idiot. Accompanied by the Funkadactyls, which I'm like... <laughs> Holy shit, what are we doing? And it's her against Bree Bella... Who is accompanied by Nikki and Eva Marie. God bless Eva Marie. <laughs> I'm not fucking around. All right. Tell me what you think Natty's character is. Um, Related to Brett. Wow. Would you care to add any depth to that? There ain't, there ain't none. See, that, here's the problem. You're right. Like, who is this person? Why does she do anything? blood bloodline like okay when I said god bless Eva Marie Eva Marie eventually had a character and you understood why she did the things that she did Mm -hmm. even if it was bad in ring (laughs) there was a reason it was happening yeah Shayna Baszler has a character she's also booked horrifically but you understand why she does the things that she does correct Charlotte has a character. Natty is just there. Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm.
0: It's like... Approximately 65% less plastic back then than
1: she is now. She looks like fucking Maureen Ponderosa now from (laughs) Always Sunny. Uh, Just... And here's here's a really frustrating thing. I don't even think that she's, like, bad, like, in ring. Mm Mm-hmm. But I have at no point been given anything even resembling a reason to care about anything that she does. Yeah. That's fair. Because you're you're absolutely right. It's like, oh, you're related to Brett. Which also, no, she's actually related to Jim the Anvil Neidhart, who is not related to Brett, was just in a tag team with him. Mm-hmm. So, what? I don't know. I, I'm not going to lie, I didn't really watch this match. Uh, one of my notes here says, how is this on a pay-per-view, and nobody cares. Yeah. There there
0: was a chant for every single announcer. Yeah. JBL, Michael Cole, and Jerry all Somet- had a fucking chant.
1: And sometimes I feel bad for like people, specifically like women, when they're in matches and that shit happens. But this one, I was like, okay, one, you're coming off of the, a world title match that tore it up. And two, no one has a reason to care about either of these people involved. Yeah. And like, I okay, I really like Naomi now, but she Mm -hmm. wasn't doing anything back then. She was a legitimate cheerleader with pom-poms. What was the other one? The other Funkadactyl? Yeah. I don't know. She was never good. (laughs) Is she the one that tried to pin somebody while they were laying on their stomach? I
0: think so. I...
1: (laughs) I remember that now. I think so. Um, the Bellas got better, but I don't think it was there yet mm-hmm. here. Also, what the fuck are they wearing? Their outfits are terrible. <laughs> oh my god, it is, isn't it? Yeah. And then Eva was never what I would call good, but here especially. But yeah. man, oh man, she was great. <laughs> for science. <laughs> um, oh no. Now...
0: Here I have my next note just says <laughs> here we go. Not for the match. Uh
1: I got sent a Snapchat of uh, Meg trying to read my next note. yet yeah. Yes <laughs> the Ryback promo. That's uh-huh. what it says, but it was it looks a lot she was like Yes the rival Roma? <laughs> Yes, the re... Up, uh. <laughs> Guys, if you watch this pay-per-view, which you absolutely should, great. If you watch one part of this pay-per-view, <laughs> the first part needs to be this promo. Braden, I'm almost certain that you've committed it to memory. Oh, yeah, I have. If you would, the floor is yours. Hey you! Oh wait, stop! Should we should we set the scene? I'm yeah, sorry. We should. We should. Okay. Yes. So, camera goes. Camera opens on backstage. It's catering. I think you see like Yoshi, uh, Tatsu, and somebody else getting foodstuffs from the catering table. Yeah. Walking away at which point and uh, what's the caterer? Yeah. Is is there filling dishes or whatever? Yeah. That is the scene and action. Hey, you! Yeah, you.
0: Sorry, is there a problem? Is there a problem? Yeah, catering sucks. And the soup. The soup is cold. Well, yeah, it, it's supposed to be cold. It's That's gazpacho. <laughs> I knew that. Take it away. What are you doing? You some big tough guy? The big guy doesn't like cold soup. Take it away. What are you doing? This collar, this collar looks pretty tight. He pours the soup down his shirt. Oh, look what you did. You made a mess. You're like a three-year-old. What are we gonna do with you? Take this crap with you, too. And he pours the rest of the soup on him. Feed me, moron. And then he walks off. <laughs>
1: it is... an unbelievable <laughs> promo, you guys. Also, one, props to you... <laughs> ...for you. committing that to... Me- like, Thank you. The... I, it's one of those things now where it's like, I remember at the time like kind of laughing and also being like, huh, the, it's, but it's that beautiful type of joke where the more you think about it, the funnier it gets because of how (laughs) fucking stupid it is. Just like.
0: It's, it's the, for me, the, the best part of that entire thing is the, take it away. What are you doing? (laughs) (laughs) Where, where we've taken that joke And bastardize it. Oh, for sure. To the point where, like, we've come up with more contrived things where, like, it it involves Ryback having to do something. Yes. Where it's like, uh, I don't even... Feed for my Power Slam. So Ryback is, like, has to pick him up for the Power
1: Slam (laughs) and then he puts him down. What are you doing? (laughs) We're like, it's just getting
0: stupider and stup...
1: And it's just... Oh, my God. Uh, hey, Hey, Ryback, I need to, uh, I need to check the pressure in my tires. Can you hand me that tire gauge? Here you go. What are you doing? (laughs) Take it away. It's so bizarre. And I don't even, like... It's a weird thing because it's like, okay, this was past he had had that, like, run against Cena for a couple of Mm pay-per-views. And lost all of them. (laughs) But, so we're still trying to get over this whole, like, Ryback is... I kind of actually like the idea of this character. The whole Ryback rules thing, and he's a bully. Yeah. You know, like, okay, cool, there's something there. But the problem was that they started it with him at the top against Cena, and he lost, so there's nowhere to go but down. So now you've gone from main eventing pay-per-views for the WWE title to pouring gazpacho down this unnamed caterer's shirt. I think this might be the funniest thing the WWE has ever done. It's up there. It's <laughs> up there, guys. We're short selling it, honestly. It's so fucking funny because it's so stupid. It's just... literally it, on the network
0: on the tabs when I was when I would pull this up for people. It's literally the tab is
1: Ryback bullies a staff member, like it's Dude, just the also the what's well, supposed to be called it's Caspacho. There's this weird <laughs> I knew that. weird pause. Because in my mind, if you're, like, writing this as an actual script or something, it would be... Well, it's supposed to be cold. It's Caspacho. It would be an immediate response of just, like, oh, yeah, I knew that. But there's this bizarre, like, three seconds of just... It's supposed to be cold. It's caspacho I knew that. It's, like, <laughs> what is going through your mind there?
0: My favorite part, though, is, like, throughout this promo, all right, so he, he does the... Uh, um. I knew that. He says that. Mm-hmm. And then he gets so close to him, and he's oh, yeah. shaking with anger, with rage. <laughs>
1: he's just encroaching on this man. Take it away. What are you, what doing? Are you doing? Like, it's just... there's the I, I, It's perfect. So, part of where this joke gets bastardized is <laughs> when I lived with Cage at one point, we were w- watching this show, and then... Uh, What was I took a shower, and basically, if I recall correctly, it was something like this. I'm probably getting it wrong again. But it was, is there any hot water left? Uh, Yeah, absolutely, you'll be fine. You didn't take it all, did you? Take what? All the hot water? Take it away. (laughs) The big guy likes his showers hot. And then it became that, which then became make a spacho come out of the shower. Yeah. And then (laughs) from there, it has just... De-evolved into this near indecipherable language of gibberish. So yeah, so and and we've even
0: taken multiple parts of this promo and put them together. So we've yeah. taken the "Take it away" and "What are you doing?" Correct. Yeah, it, it, it's, it's, and together. So, um,
1: <laughs> throw a line. What are you doing? <laughs> what are you having tonight? Chalada, Make Chalada come out of the shower. <laughs> what are you doing?
0: I'm just sitting here. I knew that. <laughs> like, <laughs> all
1: of these have just... Uh, uh, I knew that gets used in my daily life pretty yeah, frequently. Yeah. But, uh, to, to be honest.
0: We've gotten to the point where it was one night after RCCW was the, was
1: the main... This went on for what I think was six to eight hours. Yeah. Honestly, honestly, it was, yes. It was me, Braden, uh, Berna, and Connor Hopkins. I... We barely spoke in not Ryback mm-hmm. for... Oh, a quarter of a day. Yeah, <laughs> like, yeah.
0: And honestly, we can't even tell you what the jokes were, because they're indecipherable at this point.
1: Yeah. Like, we've gone so far from the source material. Yeah. But it was refreshing to go back to the source material and be like, oh, LOL, it used to just be the stupid thing about cold soup. By the way, never had gazpacho. Not going to. Sounds awful. <laughs> the big guy doesn't like cold soup. The big guy doesn't like cold soup. Oh my god. That, old, old evil doesn't like cold soup. <laughs> what are you doing? Make evil come out of the shower. So if you've if, if you <laughs> I'm sorry.
0: If you have uh, if you've heard us reference this before on this show I guarantee you, we'll, you there's some. It, oh yeah, there's there a has to be. I know for a fact that Berna said, What are you doing? on this show <laughs> several times. Um he, Newsflash, the jokes, now that we've covered this show, the jokes are only going to get more prevalent on this oh, show. Oh, most likely, yeah. We'll try to keep
1: them a little at least sensible. Yes. Um, they won't be, but we'll try. <laughs> so, now that we've put over this promo more than we put over most of the matches up to this point, let's get to this next one. I don't even have the here we go. I do for this. Um, I don't. Beca- <laughs> here we go. I, I try to have one here we go per show. I love that yours was for the Ryback promo. Yes. Uh, Yes. So, we're at the point now, guys. It's the best versus the beast. It's Brock Lesnar versus CM Punk. My first note here, let's talk Punk. Mm. This is not, in my mind, Punk's best match, but it's one of his top five, probably top three. Mm. Ever. Yeah. It's so good. Uh, It is unbelievable to me how influential he was during his run in the Fed. Yeah. Like there's this argument that gets passed around every so often of like the greatest success story to come from the independence. And at this point I think it's narrowed down to either Punk or Brian. Yeah. And when I say independence, I mean in like what we would call the modern era because you know what I mean, if you go back in time like everybody came from the quote-unquote independence. Yeah. You know or or whatever, but Yeah. you know 434 Days as Champ. Yeah. Like that's it, it's hard to argue with that success, man. Like, I, I'm a huge fan of Punky. His big influence on me, like in ring and, and on mic. Um, I was a fan before he was in the Fed, even like you know, just great on the indies. Um, but yeah, I don't know. What, what about you? Um, I was. I, I mean, obviously, my first introduction
0: to CM Punk was, um, in the Fed. Mm-hmm. Um, I was instantly a huge fan mm-hmm. i don't know why he was smaller than everybody i guess that right. was why that was my point of connection i guess um i was instantly a huge fan now looking back retrospectively uh, I did it again. dude sorry <laughs> i'm kidding now looking back retrospectively i can say that this is probably my favorite punk yeah like yeah. this era
1: punk is my favorite
0: Aesthetically, the mutton chops. Yep.
1: Yes. Give me all of them. I loved that um, a fan made a comic book cover that was based on Wolverine versus Hulk, and it was Punk versus Lesnar, but they'd like colored Lesnar green and mm-hmm. you know whatever because Punk had the mutton chops, and his gear on this is the traditional Wolverine colors, blue and yellow. Yes, I have this figure. I love. <laughs> yeah. Um. This. The, this video package too is incredible it it, which my, it literally we, we put over the fed's video packages a lot but it might be my favorite video package it's it's not mine but it does have my favorite music cue mm, okay that when one of my favorite shots of all time and this covers a lot of ground is Heyman screaming it's clobber and dime and the yeah. camera zooms or pans over and you can see you're looking past Heyman who looks insane as Lesnar comes out yeah. to the top of the ramp, which is so good. That guitar, uh, I, I don't know if it's a riff, is it? Maybe that starts there where it's almost that like down, 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 down. It's almost a quieter guitar, and then Lesnar's beating the Shadow Punk. I love that music Yeah, it, it's fucking great. This is a great video package. It's it's up there on the list for me. It wouldn't be my favorite, but it's definitely up there. It might be. I'd have to like really think about it, but great promo lines too. Honestly, from all parties involved.
0: Yeah, Lesnar had a really good one in this, and I can't for the life of me see Punk has never
1: faced anyone like me because yes. there's no one like. Yes, me. that one. Yeah. It's so good. Monsters exist for one reason—that is to be slaughtered. I was like, "Fuck yeah, this is great!" Like this yes. gets me fucking stoked. I thought you were gonna say this gets me hard.
0: My hog is up. Um, <laughs> My rod is solid. <laughs> um,
1: I I think... Okay. I have a note here that I think this is the best big man, little man match. Mm-hmm. And it's interesting because, like, Punk, like you said, like he's smaller than a lot of the guys there. But he was never viewed as a little guy and he didn't... Didn't work what I would call, like, a cruiserweight. Yeah. But... What I think of what I like about a big man little man match, it's this, where he is fighting back, like, pretty consistently. You know, there's there's not a lot of times where Punk is just completely fucking dead. And it's structured so well, there's great counters. This is the hardest that Brock has worked. Ever. <laughs> Probably, maybe ever. Yeah. But definitely post-comeback from UFC. Mm-hmm. It's completely different from all his other matches. This was pre-Suplex City. Yeah. Yeah. You know, like, the go-to-sleep reversal into the Kimura. Uh, shit like that, where I'm like, this is so good.
0: Um, and that unbelievable transition from the Kimura into the armbar from Punk.
1: Mm-hmm. Also, the bit where they're on the outside and Brock puts the cover of the announce table on Punk and then double stomps it and yeah. it cracks, which one I'm like, that's crazy. I made a note that just says Brock Stomp. <laughs> I wish people use those covers more frequently. I'm like, why? Yeah. Why just do something with those? They're right there. Exactly.
0: I have a note here that might shock you. Mm-hmm. I have a note here that says Eddie and Brock is obviously my favorite mm-hmm. Brock Lesnar match. I think after rewatching this, I can definitively say this is the best Brock Lesnar match. Sure. There's a and be- different, Favorite there's and best are always going to be different. Yeah. Um,
1: I, yeah, I, I'm with you on that. I think that, like, there's some common themes here, though, because I think that Brock and Eddie was good, ugly. This yeah. match is good, ugly. hmm Like, some of Punk's strikes look not crisp, but painful. Yeah. Like, some of those head kicks that he throws late in the match where I'm like, you're hitting him with the inside of your foot. Yeah. That's how he hits that kick. Yeah. A lot of the time. Um, Brock really sells for him too Yeah Which is just great to see And it's a thing where it's like I wonder if it's a thing where Heyman Because like Brock famously Don't do shit unless he wants to mm-hmm. So it's like I wonder what was his motivation here Yeah If he just liked Punk for whatever reason Or if it's like Heyman being like Please <laughs> You know what I mean like, Yeah So I think it's for me, like what
0: I'm thinking of is like why I why I um, like this why I think this match is better than Eddie and Brock. Mm-hmm. I think it's honestly just the way it's it's honestly just Brock Lesnar. The way he carries himself, mm-hmm. the way he moves, the way he works is so much more dialed in and perfect to mm-hmm. what to unique. Back in that day that that era, mm-hmm. he was unique, yes, but he was more just he's a big man who can do things. He
1: was just a very gifted professional wrestler.
0: Correct. Yeah. And he was, and he worked more of a I guess big man style. It, he was much like,
1: he was he was more of a pro wrestler.
0: Yeah. Yes, that's what it is. Um where now he's even more uniquely Brock Lesnar. No one looks like him. No. Even back then, but especially now because he doesn't wear like the tie, he wears the UFC shorts sure. and like all like no one carries himself the way that he does, moves the way that he does, and I think that he's got it
1: so perfect in this match. That's what really sets it apart for me. No, I I concur. I can't agree more. I I think another great thing for this is uh, the great desperation from Punk. Mm -hmm. Like, especially late in the match, like, you really believe where it's like, he's dying. You know what (laughs) I mean? Like, there's that... uh, also, it's great just because I love how actually back and forth it is. Yeah. Because they do the bit where he goes for the. Punk goes for the knee in the corner and Brock catches him in a fireman, but Punk holds on to the top rope head kick. And I'm like, I love that because it's like a, a counter into a counter into a thing. Yeah. But it's not what I would call slick. It's just that good. Uh, like. Punk reverses an F five into a DDT at one point, and it ain't clean at oh, all. No. Nobody even does the DDT that way. But it doesn't matter. Like that place comes unglued for it. Brock sells it like a million My one of my favorite points in this is uh this great falsy where um Brock gets Punk up for the F five, but Heyman's on the apron, and Punk grabs Heyman's tie and yeah. and whatever. And for let some go. reason, yeah, exactly. <laughs> Brock's screaming at Heyman, Paul, let go! And Heyman just screaming, he's choking me, or whatever. <laughs> yeah. I, I love that. I don't know why, because I think part of me is like, comedically, it's like, Brock, why would Paul be holding on to him? <laughs> like, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. Um... um... It's so brutal too. The chair shots in this on God. on all sides, just fucking brutal.
0: That dot, di- the first dive when when Lesnar goes grab the, the chair mm. and Punk dives onto him and Lesnar just holds the chair out. It looks mm-hmm. like it hurts everyone
1: involved. Yeah, I don't even know who that was. I mean, I don't even know just, what that was supposed it, it hurt, it to. It hurt me. Yeah. Good ugly. Good ugly. Yes. Great match. Uh, again, if you go out of your way to see anything on this show, watch the right back promo, then watch that. And it, it, you don't even have to do anything It's besides, one after the other. Yeah. Just hit play.
0: Perfect. Just hit... That's literally... I have a note here. I, I said, if I had to show someone what wrestling was, I would start SummerSlam 2013 at the Ryback promo and let it play through this match.
1: Yeah. Yeah, because that's a whole wide spectrum
0: right there. Yes. You're getting
1: all sides of it. Uh, there was a segment about how Doritos sponsored murder by <laughs> giving people chips to get beat up by Mark Henry. Yep. So there's that. Um, Why? Next up, though, we had us a good old-fashioned mixed tag featuring AJ Lee and Big E versus Caitlyn and Dolph Ziggler. Caitlyn for science. <laughs> uh, yeah? The big, big fan. Big. Her name's Celeste Bonin, but I gotta tell you, folks, I'd be... Anyways... <laughs> <laughs> Uh, uh, this was fine. That was much better than the alligator
0: joke. Son of a <laughs> bitch. Um, <laughs> this was. You know what? I have the, the this, problem. Really, is that it had to follow what just came prior. You know what? Though I think this was all by design. It's I good think cool this, down. it's a breather match. That's literally it really what is, yeah. it, that's all it was. It was fine. And it is. It's good. In it's yeah, alright. It's, it's not bad. Yeah. It's just a breather match. Also, Dolph has only ever. Died on every bump. Like, Big E <laughs> he gives him some. died on a kick out. At
1: one point, really? uh, Big E kicks out and he's just like <laughs> flailing around. did catch that. I just know Big E at one point gives him that belly to belly to the side and Dolph is like up oh, for. Dude, it, his feet, like, he's almost yeah. completely upside down. Wild. Um,
0: yeah, can you crinkle that can a little bit louder?
1: Would you fucking tempt me. <laughs> <laughs> um. Yeah, my so. next note here just says Babyface Miz was trash. Is there another of these fucking jokes, dude? Or is this the payoff where he finally socks him? He's finally
0: socks him. If that's the payoff, you're using that term generously.
1: <laughs> like, also, the fondangoing thing was over as fuck. The f- point your yeah. fingers up in the air and alternating. So like. He punches Fandango and then, like, looks down at him and is, like, doing it mockingly. And I'm like, none of this helps anything. <laughs> it actually hurts the show. It really does. Like, legitimately, I like this pay per view, and the worst part is these bits. Yeah. The only bad part is with these bits. I prefer Not even Italian and Brie Bella. I'd forgotten about that. <laughs> at least, even Marie's standing out there for that. Like, <laughs> for science. Science. Um, Welcome to the world of tomorrow. Um,
0: so, yeah, that that is the payoff where he fucking punches him. Great, but now we're at main event time. So, I think I'm gonna make you mad. Let's hear it. I, I feel, um, King of Kings is better than time to play the game, but my time is the best. My time is the best. I don't. I I don't like Motorhead. I really don't. They do
1: both those other songs.
0: I know. If I had to pick one, King of Kings is better than
1: than Time to Play the Game. But My Time is My, t- my Time is the best by a mile. Um, I don't know that I disagree, actually. Sweet. King of Kings is very good. I think the Thugonomic the- song is better
0: than Rapudu.
1: Yes. Uh, that's also true. Um... The thing that made me mad about the King King song was that weird time period where Triple H would use that song for his entrance if he had a pa- uh, promo but would use Time to Play the Game when he had a match on the same show. Yeah, that was that's That was when I was th- the hubris of you sir. <laughs> you have a different theme for when you speak? <laughs> exactly. While we're
0: talking about theme hot takes. <laughs>
1: Yeah, this is fine.
0: That is the best cane theme. It's okay to be wrong. Oh, my God, I'm going to kill you. Well, okay, well, do you like the new Seamus song or or written in my face? It's a shameful thing.
1: Uh, I... New Seamus. I'm gonna kill you so (laughs) hard! Lobster head. Careless man. (laughs) You could wind up dead.
0: I just, I don't understand. You you probably (laughs) like the first version of Just Close Your Eyes better than the... The new version of Just Close oh, Your wait, Eyes. Oh, wait. Waterproof Blonde or Story of the Year? I don't know. Whatever this
1: one is, is, be- that one's the better one. Story of the Year, yeah. yeah. I know I like that one better. Okay, good. Waterproof Blonde one was good, but Story of the Year is better. Correct. Uh, so, anyway, so this main event... <laughs> it's John Cena versus Daniel Bryan for the WWE title. My first note here says, interesting build for this because I actually liked the segment they did where it was, you can pick your opponent, mm. and just, and it was this was a, a great detail they actually got right, because they had the whole roster like out there on the stage. Mm-hmm. Brian was in the back row, so you didn't even see him. Yeah. But just seen his very deadpan, I select Daniel Bryan. Great. That was awesome. I yes. love the whole build for this. I love the storyline of like, oh man, you know, Daniel Bryan could be the face of the company type shit. Uh, Brad Maddox, literal cuck. Um... <laughs> Yeah. Rogue referee Brad Maddox. <laughs> mad Ox. F- oh my god. Mad Bradox. Mad Bradox. Yeah, it's very good. Anyways, We so, said mad at the same time it so that me out. So that confirmed and documented cuck. Um Do you remember when Corey Graves called
0: um um who was it? Was it um was it Rusev? He called someone a cuck. No, that uh, didn't Yeah, that did happen. No. Yeah, it did. It did
1: happen. You're I lying. think it was during the Lana-Bobby Lashley thing. You don't need to make things up. <laughs> Hold on. Um, You're actually searching for Corey Grave <laughs> Cook, because you may get some responses you don't want.
0: Beta cuck is a problem. Yeah! Okay. Wow! It was, okay, yes.
1: Mike Canellas. I told you it wasn't a. You're you're very correct. Holy shit! And got nothing for that, did he? I uh, probably not. Okay, a I... clear beta cuck. He says, just like Brad Maddox. Anyway, <laughs> I'm not letting go of that. Good. Also, if you've seen said footage, cool. <laughs> um, for science. Yeah. We'll call it that.
0: I think that video is up on the fuckboard. <laughs> it's on
1: the insane tab on Pornhub. Oh, God. Um, so, no, it's not. It's not not worthy of that. So, I have, like, three notes for this match. Because I was just watching the whole time. So, I hated Brian's merch here. The beard is here yeah. t-shirt or whatever. Like, that was stupid. Um, I, my notes here. I remember this being great. A lot of use of the word wrestling in the hype videos and the promos building up to it, which I only note because that's a word that they're not supposed to use. Yeah. Which, okay, cool. Um, I bet...
0: Oh, that's one of the few... One of the many things I hate about WWE. Mm-hmm. It's fucking wrestling.
1: That's what you do. What does the second W stand for? I sports entertain. Um. So, one of my notes here says, Is Cena the GOAT?
0: I mean, another GOAT. Uh, the objective goat
1: is on the card later in this show, so... Correct, but it's up there. He's Um, one of them. This match rules. Yeah. This match is so good. Um, Triple H even does a great job because you forget that he's the referee. Yeah, yes. Which is so perfectly by design because of the close of the show. Yes, yes. Like, so very well done. Mm -hmm. Uh, The match is great. There's that crazy spot where... It's a blocked top rope Rana, and Cena just jumps down with Brian, and it looks like he gives him, like, a gonzo bomb off the ropes. Dude, he lands on his skizzle. And, and then, STF, like, that was terrifying. Uh it looked like he was about to do a Styles Clash. It I was did. Like, what it the really fuck? did. The height that Cena gets on that leg drop, too.
0: Yeah. <sighs> Holy You're fine, man. Yeah, man. Like, uh... Jacob Toretto is not gonna be able to walk after this.
1: Um... <laughs> uh, it's such a great match. And then, goddamn, that knee for the finish. Yeah. The move was made for then on. Like, it's honestly, it's never looked better. Yeah. I don't think he's ever delivered it that well. I don't think anyone's ever bumped on it that well since. Mm hmm. Great moment. Great finish. Yes. Love the way it was done. Um, the celebration. So, is so this long. is Yeah, it is, which is great. Yes. Because then, like, okay, so Brian wins. It's this huge crowning moment. The celebration goes on, and on, and on, but out comes Orton, teases yes. the cash-in, doesn't cash-in, Triple H betrays Brian, cash-in, Orton is champ. Mm-hmm. That's such a great ending to this, because yeah. they milk it for so long that you just assume nothing's going to happen.
0: Exactly. Which it's is it's why like a, you fucking got me at the Dreamwave reunion,
1: because you... Celebrated with Cage for a thousand years. Yes. Uh, Also, the funny thing here is I have a note here that says the Dreamwave Parallel. So, uh, this is a deep pull for Dreamwave fans, which is probably nobody uh, (laughs) listening to this anyways. So, um, same year, I'm doing the undefeated thing at Dreamwave. I've become champion, and we had this idea... No, wait... I'm sorry, this is 2013. I'm not champion yet. I'm about to be. Mm-hmm. So this show is in August. Uh, I win the Dreamwave title in October of 2013 in a cage match against Jason Hades. The original idea that I had pitched, because I was like, there is no better heat here. Because I had this whole like undefeated thing, but I'm like chasing the title and haven't got it, haven't got it, haven't gotten it. The original plan, because Matt Cage had the our quote-unquote money-in-the-bank style thing, good-as-gold briefcase, I would win the title from Jason Hades in the cage. I'm celebrating in the cage. I have not yet left the cage. Matt Cage slides into the steel cage with his briefcase, blasts me in the head with it, decides I'm going to cash in right here, right now, the cage is up, we're going to have a steel cage match, which is going to be won by pinfall submission or escape the cage, and then walk out. Thusly, I'm still quote-unquote undefeated. I haven't been pinned or submitted. I finally had my title win. It is immediately ripped away from me. Yeah. And then we build towards me versus Cage for the belt. I like that. That was the original plan. Then this happened, which is almost beat for beat the same story. So I remember the moment that this show ended, I got a text that just said, well, now we got to do something else. So we went a different route, because if we if we had done it, even if it had been October after you know like I said this is August, you just come across looking like, yeah, you, you know what I mean, a rip off, and it's like yeah, fuck. I wouldn't have known, yeah, right? Because I, I wasn't mean, watching it. a time, lot of people. Yeah. A lot of people wouldn't have, but a lot of people would have been like, we just saw this on a WWE pay per view. Yeah. You know what I mean? Um, but yeah, what a buzzkill, but a great ending. Yeah,
0: the only thing I wish though. Just for my own selfish needs, I wish that Randy Orton had hit an RKO. Just like, sure. pedigree, cashes in, pulls him up by the hair, RKO, one, two,
1: three. Sure. Just because I'd like to see an RKO. We all do. Uh, I also think it's fascinating that this is August of 2013. Mm-hmm. Punk leaves four months later. Really? Well, it's Jan- He leaves in the Rumble twenty fourteen. Mm. He does that and then he's gone, so he's only here for a short amount of time. And by this time, okay, so this is SummerSlam by Mania, we've already gotten to Daniel Bryan versus Triple H in the opener, and then Daniel Bryan over at the end of the show. Mm-hmm. Crazy! It's yeah. fucking crazy! <laughs> like, wow. Yeah. Um. Anyways, thumbs up. Thumbs this down. This show rules ass. Yes, it does.
0: Thumbs all the way the fuck up. It really does. Everything uh, that I didn't like was fine. It wasn't bad. Yeah. Like, there's nothing on this show that like, I would say is bad.
1: Honestly, I think the lowest the lowest ranked match on the show for me is is Natty and Bree, and even then it's like yeah, it's serviceable.
0: I think my least favorite part of the whole show is the Ms. Fandango thing. I mean, that's the worst part. I was having matches, but yeah. Yeah. I think the worst part is the Ms. Fandango thing, and that's all, all of those are not more than 30 seconds. Right.
1: So I'm fine with it. So I had mentioned this before we started recording about throwing something out here for like future episodes, for like maybe just the next couple. Okay. Because now that we're back to restored format, restored format. I kind of think that some of our better episodes are when we fight. So.
0: (laughs) Why do you want to (laughs) fight?
1: Well, okay, so like we've had a handful now where it's like, man, it's a great show, it's a great show, it's a great show. So I don't know what it's going to be. Okay. But my next pick is going to be something. That we are going to disagree on? We're either going to disagree on or maybe we will agree on, but in a negative fashion of fighting you know what I mean it's either gonna be like this is great no fuck you or it's gonna be like yeah this is awful fuck yeah it is like I wanna bring I wanna bring the noise
0: we had both of those things with that episode with Connor where we were very angry about everything to do with Chavo for about 17 minutes right and we also liked the rest of the show but I think uh, it's been a while since we've had like a mostly negative. Now I'm not saying WCW. <laughs> maybe in fact I'm saying maybe not. It is. Maybe it is. Well, maybe it isn't.
1: Shit. I have the I have the right. Maybe it's WCW. Maybe it's uh, ECW. Maybe it's fucking TNA. Hmm. Maybe it's a fed show that I know is bad. That would be fun. Yeah. That's fair. I don't know. I'm just saying, guys. We've been happy on here for too long. Yeah, we need to start hating life again. We sure do. We've had a we've had a lack of what are we even doing on this show? We really have, honestly. Yeah. Like, we've forgotten ourselves. All I know <laughs> is that life is one crushing defeat after the other until you just wish Flanders was dead. Huh? Huh? <laughs> <laughs> um. Yeah, this was fun. This was. This was a great one. Um. Do we need to plug anything? Yeah, plug. <laughs> It would have been great if just yes, yes you should plug stuff. All right, follow Wow. And, what are you doing? <laughs> follow at Wow and Podcast on Twitter. If I ever go back to Twitter, it's going to be at the Ryback promo. Uh, <laughs> fucking let me see if that exists. Follow Zow live on all forms of social media. Watch us on IWTV. Get IWTV while you're at it. Support the fucking arts. Um, follow Magnum. Follow small uh, RCCW RCCW small teaser for the future. Mm. Y'all want to make sure you're following Saint Louis Anarchy. Ooh! Just throwing that out there. Ooh! I've got I have some inside information. <laughs> I can give you nothing further. Inside of knowledge. The, inside knowledge. Um. Also related to that, follow Journey Pro. Ooh! I have some inside information, dude. I'm fucking solid rod right now. <laughs> Hog is up. Um, and that's all I think I've got. Hopper
0: twenty seventeen on Twitter. Yep. Because I don't, I don't know. I feel like we owe it to him. Yeah, we do. Fuck you, Connor. I think basically uh, Chuck Palumbo. Yes. On Twitter, does he have a Twitter? Does he? <laughs> Let me see. I'm gonna. If so, I'm gonna tweet every single episode of these at Chuck You really should. Chuck like, tweet
1: at Chuck Palumbo and just be like, hey, dick, we've been promoting you more than you ever did. Um, that is not how you spell that. <laughs> Chuck Palumbo. starts with a C. Uh, let's see, what else? um There's a new concept coming to Zawa Live currently called the Championships Contender Series that I actually brainstormed and came up with so yeah be sure to follow all that should be a good time i think it's a neat neat um idea for independent wrestling what's up at chuck
0: palumbo fan page dedicated to living legend chuck palumbo one of the best big men ever in pro wrestling wwe wwf wcw new japan all japan discovery channel velocity tv that is the bio for this One of the best big men ever in pro wrestling. Now, he runs
1: this, right?
0: He has to. (laughs) He has to. Oh, my God. Charles Palumbo. (laughs) God.
1: Anyway. So, let's see. Let's dedicate this, though. We're going to do some negative episodes coming up. Okay. We're going to do a best of Casey. Also, can I tease... By Can all I means. Tease something that Absolutely. I don't even know if
0: you know about this? But maybe not. Connor has pitched coming back on the show, okay, to break the format. Okay, so we interview him. I'm down for that. Hell yeah, that wouldn't bother me a bit. Sounds great. So that will come out at
1: some point. Yeah, I don't know when he's going to come back. Just like that Batman movie with Robert Pattinson, it's going to happen. You just don't know exactly when. Um. Mm-hmm. Anyways, that's all I got. That's all we got. For what are we even doing? Did you
0: plug the Twitter? I did. Okay. For what are we even doing? I, I have been...
1: What are you doing? Plug the Twitter. I knew that. <laughs> Take it away. Take it away. You gotta hit stop. I knew that. What are you doing? Hit stop. What are you doing? Stop recording. What are you doing? (laughs) This recording is cold. Make the audio come out of the shower. (laughs) What are you doing?
0: I don't know what you want me to do every time. Stop recording! I knew that. (laughs)
1: God damn
0: it, dude. What are we even doing here?